This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. Inshallah, we will read from verse number 114 of Surah Al-Safat. A'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. وَلَقَدْ مَنَنَّا عَلَى مُوسَى وَهَارُونَ وَنَجَّيْنَاهُمَا وَقَوْمَهُمَا مِنَ الْكَرْبِ الْعَظِيمِ وَنَصَرْنَاهُمْ فَكَانُوا هُمُ الْغَالِبِينَ وَآتَيْنَاهُمَ الْكِتَابَ الْمُسْتَبِينَ وَهَدَيْنَاهُمَ الصِّرَاطَ الْمُسْتَقِيمَ وَتَرَكْنَا عَلَيْهِمَا فِي الْآخِرِينَ سَلَامٌ عَلَى مُوسَى وَهَارُونَ إِنَّا كَذَلِكَ نَجْزِي الْمُحْسِنِينَ إِنَّهُمَا مِنْ عِبَادِنَا الْمُؤْمِنِينَ وَإِنَّ إِلْيَاسَ لَمِنَ الْمُرْسَلِينَ إِذْ قَالَ لِقَوْمِهِ أَلَا تَتَّقُونَ أتدعون بعلا وتذرون أحسن الخالقين الله ربكم ورب آبائكم الأولين فكذبوه فإنهم لمحضرون إلا عباد الله المخلصين وتركنا عليه في الآخرين سلام على إلياسين إنا كذلك نجزي المحسنين إنه من عبادنا المؤمنين وإن لوطا من المرسلين إذ نجيناه وأهله أجمعين إلا عجوزا في الغابرين ثم دمرنا الآخرين وإنكم لتمرون عليهم مصبحين وبالليل أفلا تعقلون وإنكم لتمرون عليهم مصبحين وبالليل أفلا تعقلون وإن يونس لمن المرسلين إذ أبق إلى الفلك المشحون فساهم فكان من المدحضين فالتقمه الحوت وهو مليم فلولا أنه كان من المسبحين للبث في بطنه إلى يوم يبعثون فنبذناه بالعراء وهو سقيم وأنبتنا عليه شجرة من يقطين وأرسلناه إلى مئة ألف أو يزيدون فآمنوا فمتعناهم إلى حين فاستفتهم ألربك البنات ولهم البنون أم خلقنا الملائكة إناثا وهم شاهدون ألا إنهم 
مسكيهم ليقولون ولد الله وإنهم لكاذبون أصطفى البنات على البنين ما لكم كيف تحكمون أفلا تذكرون أم لكم سلطان مبين فأتوا بكتابكم إن كنتم صادقين بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وأصلي وأسلم على أفضل الخلق أجمعين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه والتابعين ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين وبعد My dearest mothers and sisters these verses of Surah Al-Safat where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made mention of the previous messengers and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made mention of certain aspects of their stories in order for us to derive lesson from, to take heed from and in order for us to make our lives within the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by going through these beautiful stories. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, And indeed we gave our grace to Moses and Aaron, Musa alayhi salam, and Harun alayhi salatu wassalam. May Allah's peace and blessings be upon both of them and upon every single one of us and all the messengers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at large. So my mothers and sisters, Allah says that He has conferred His grace upon Musa and Harun. We have indeed favored the two of them. And here Allah is making mention of the story, not to say that He has not favored the others, but He has already made mention of some of those He has favored. And at the same time, He is now making mention of these. And He has not made mention of all those who, whom He has favored. We indeed are from amongst those whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has favored in so many different ways. But this is a specialized favor where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala granted them nubuwa, He granted them prophethood and at the same time He gave them so much more above those who were there at their time. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala favor us as well. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, we did certainly confer favor upon the two of them and we saved them and their people from the great affliction. The great difficulty, the great affliction, the great calamity, the great disaster, we saved them from it. Now, we do know that certain people were affected, but as a whole, they were saved. And they were saved in a very, very big way. But remember, if you go through the story of Musa and Harun, may Allah's peace and blessings be upon both of them, you would notice that they struggled for many, many years. They sacrificed and they were very patient and very forbearing. This shows us, my mothers and sisters, if Allah has written victory for you or for anyone else, it does not mean that you will not suffer initially. Remember that. It does not mean that if you are struggling today that Allah dislikes you or hates you and so on. No, it is Allah's favor upon you to bring you closer to Him. It's amazing how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala draws us closer to Him through difficulty, calamity, problem, perhaps uh, health issues, financial issues, social issues, uh, issues with the children and the larger family and so on, issues of fear, uh, issues of hunger, whatever else it may be. Allah draws us closer to Him through these matters in a very easy way. Amazing. Yet, we become despondent sometimes and we've constantly said, when something comes in your direction that is not to your liking, 
Remember, if you have drawn closer to Allah through that particular item or matter, it was a gift for you, a gift of Allah upon you. And if we were to die in the condition where we still did not get what we wanted, we need to know for as long as Allah is pleased with us and we've drawn closer to Allah, we have succeeded. May Allah grant us success through His mercy and through His power. Amen. So my mothers and sisters, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala clearly states that we certainly, we saved them and their people from the great affliction. Yet we do know that they went through quite a bit of turbulence before they were ultimately saved. Fir'aun, he has murdered so many and yet Allah says subhanahu wa ta'ala, we saved them. Because ultimately he saved the nation, the people, and they were at a certain stage totally victorious, although they were tested by being made to go through difficulty after difficulty, one after the other for many, many years, for decades in fact. So me and myself and yourselves or yourselves and I, if we were to go through problems for 10 years, 20 years, it's a minor thing. It's a small matter. Don't think that Allah is angry and so on. Just look at the condition of your heart. Let it draw you closer to Allah. May Allah make it easy for all of us. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and we supported them. So it was them who overcame. We supported them. Allah supported them from the very beginning. Yet you find that the enemy or the Pharaoh at the time, the Fir'aun, he was pursuing these people, not only Musa and Harun salam, but he was pursuing the nation at large, Banu Israel, the children of Jacob, Yaqub salam. The Pharaoh was pursuing them and he tried to harm them and some of the harm even reached some of them. All this by the will of Allah. And yet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, we supported them. So it was them who ultimately overcame. Again, we learn the same lesson. Between now and the day of ultimate victory, we may go through so many issues. You know, people will say things about us. People will put obstacles in our path. People will try and harass us. People will perhaps try and oppress us. Some may achieve a little bit of success and so on. Remain focused. Remain determined. Bear in mind your link with Allah is your link with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You do not need to prove yourself to any Tom, Dick and Harry. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept us all. We need to prove ourselves to Allah. That is my link with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is your link with Allah. You know the progress you are making bit by bit, slowly but surely, alhamdulillah. That is good. But if you know you're going backwards, then between you and Allah, you should feel guilty. It's got nothing to do with the other man on the side or the other woman on the side. Someone who's close to you may want to correct you in a beautiful way. And when we, when we correct those whom we have access to, we should correct them in a beautiful way, knowing that the, the, the way we have chosen to correct them may either make them or break them. And this is why if a person is inching closer towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and our harsh words makes them go backwards, we are guilty of not having chosen the prophetic method. And this is why many who claim to know the prophetic method have not understood that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used different methods with different people at different times. Sometimes we become so harsh with people that they turn away from the deen. The Quran says, And indeed, if you were hard, if you were extremely harsh and you were hard-hearted, they would have all dispersed from around you. They would have gone away. Today, if someone comes and dooms us completely and makes us feel like we are not even worth breathing, what would happen? We would really lose hope. But it is a message of hope that we would like to instill within ourselves, bearing in mind the concept of fear that is also required in the balance of faith. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us.
So this is why my mothers and sisters, Allah says, and we supported them, so it was they who overcame. If you go behind the scenes, you will find that they too struggled. Yet Allah says we supported them. So it does not mean you are not supported by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when you're going through a little bit of turbulence. That is a blessing of Allah. That is a gift of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then Allah says, and we gave them the explicit scripture, the clear-cut message, the Torah. We gave them the explicit scripture, the book, explicit, clean, clear to understand. Now my mothers and sisters, we've also been given a book that is the Quran. It is very clear. It is very, very solid. It is that which was revealed to initially at the beginning. Those people around the, the revelation were mostly unlettered. Meaning a lot of the Sahaba عنهم, could not read or write. But the power of the message changed them completely just by a mere verse or two that they understood. Today, mashallah, we can read and write the bulk of us. But still we do not make enough an effort to learn the message of the Quran. So people fool us. They fool us to worship things besides Allah, to do things that Allah has clearly prohibited in the Quran. Clearly. So there's a verse of the Quran that clearly states X, Y, and Z is prohibited. But because we've never read the Quran, we begin to do X, Y, and Z because someone somewhere on the globe has encouraged us saying there's nothing in Islam to say X, Y, and Z is prohibited, yet it is there clearly in the Quran. So who is guilty? This is why we say learn. Learn from the sources. Learn, understand. Learn via the ulama of the deen. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us protection. And may He make us from those who can develop on a daily basis our link with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is indeed that link with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that will save us on the day of judgment. Imagine you recognize Allah, Allah recognizes you. And you know, subhanAllah, looking forward to the day you meet Allah. This is why the hadith says, whoever's looking forward to meeting with Allah, Allah is looking forward to meeting with them. Amazing. Imagine Allah recognizes you, picks you up from the whole crowd and grants you the VIP treatment. MashaAllah, top notch. Alhamdulillah. Ya Allah, grant that to us. I mean, And this is not just a selected few that it will happen to. It's the, the invitation is open, but it's up to us to work towards it. You want that? Inshallah, work hard on yourself. Work hard, improve yourself, fight your nafs, and make sure that whatever you do is within what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would love. Then He definitely will love you. There is no point in claiming love via the tongue when the actions, the deeds, and everything else is pointing at rejection of the message or pointing in another direction altogether. A person whacking you every day and then they claim, I love you, I love you. And every single day they're harming you, they're stabbing you in your back and they're doing so many things against you and so on. You will look at them and say, what? Those who are outright declared enemies are better than such hypocrites. May Allah protect us. So Allah says, we gave them the explicit scripture, the Torah, and we guided them on the straight path. Allah guided them. So these are some of the favors that Allah has made mention regarding Musa and Harun. Guidance is a favor of Allah. Giving a scripture is a favor of Allah. Subhanallah. The Quran, favor of Allah to us. Allah has guided us to the deen, favor of Allah to us. Allah says we supported them. Allah supports us all so that we overcome. We overcome the difficulties, the calamities, the issues, the enemies and so on. Everything that is all a favor of Allah. And Allah says when Allah saves you from affliction and from harm, that's a favor of Allah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says you need to ponder over the favors we gave those before you in order for you to understand the favors upon you that Allah has bestowed. We are not messengers, meaning we are not Nabis, nor are we Rasuls, nor are we Prophets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but we have still been blessed. Like I said at the beginning, we have been granted favor upon favor by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Here are some of them. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and we left for them favorable mention amongst later generations. 
People speak well about Musa and Harun. We do. Those who believe do. They always say, may peace be upon them. What a blessed favor. Imagine if I were to die, you were to die. We said this last week. They would say, Rahmatullahi alayhi or alayha. May Allah's mercy be upon them or upon her or upon him, whoever it is. What a great way of remembering a person. May Allah's blessings be upon all those who've passed away from amongst the ummah. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless all those who were from the previous ummah who had accepted what the anbiya alayhimu salatu wasalam had brought. And may Allah bless us and our offspring. Amen. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, that statement which we pray he will say to us when we meet him. You know Allah says regarding Jannah, Salamun qawlam min rabbir rahim. Surah Yasin. I'm sure we all have heard this so many times. Allah says, Peace or salam shall be the statement or the mention, the greeting. Qawl actually means a statement, a saying. From who? From Rabbun Rahim, from a merciful Lord. To who? To those who shall be in paradise. May Allah make us from amongst them. So that is the ultimate success. Like we said on Thursday evening that the happily ever after statement that we hear or we've read in little booklets when we were kids in kindergarten, it is applicable to Muslims only the day they enter Jannah. Then you can say, and he lived happily ever after. Or she or whoever it is. May Allah grant us that happy ending. Amen. So it, we call it an ending because it's the end of this life, but it is in fact everlasting. Allahu Akbar. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Peace upon Moses and Aaron, upon Musa alayhi salam and Harun, may peace be upon them. Peace upon them. Declared from whom? From Allah. This is the word of Allah. Allah is declaring peace upon them. Yet, take a look at their lives. They went through turbulence. They went through difficulty. Right at the beginning, there was fear. They had The child had to be placed in a specific way, in a specific river, and it was picked up by the enemy, and the mother was so worried, and the mother went through so much, and so on. And then the child grew up, and then there was the issue of the uh, clouting of that particular man, and then he, the man died, and Musa alayhi salam was sought after, and he had to leave, and he went to a certain place, and he worked for so many years, up to a decade and so on. And he got married and he came back and he was granted Nubuwa. And even after that, the people wanted to kill him. And they wanted to do this. And they prepared armies. And they did this and that. And so many things happened. Yet, Allah says, these are my chosen slaves. These are the best of the lot. The cream of the crop. Peace be upon them. Don't stress if you're going through a little bit of turbulence. Ultimately, if Allah says, peace be upon you. That is what we want. May Allah grant it to us. May Allah grant us peace in the dunya and the akhirah. I pause for a moment to make mention of the condition of the heart. My mothers and sisters, it is important to broaden up your heart a little bit. Broaden it up. Don't hold hatred. Don't hold grudges. No matter what. Remember something. We hate only that which displeases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But the little petties that we actually hold in our hearts today, really they bog us down. They keep us, you know, on the ground. They do not allow us elevation. Because why? These little petties that we consider important to ourselves, yet they have nothing to do with what displeases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we hold it against this sister and that brother and this people and those people. Believe me, we need to interact. We need to mix we need to provide goodness, good information. We need to remind people in a beautiful way. And we need to help one another, even as human beings, so that tomorrow, even those who are the enemies of Allah can see the light and come to the deen. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us all. There is definitely an element within the heart where we do feel the hatred of that which displeases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
and those who are evil people and so on. But bottom line is we always have a hope inside that inshallah the message will get across to them. Inshallah they will come in this particular way. We've tried directly, indirectly and in whatever way. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us so that we do not confuse these matters. But at the same time, what I'm talking on is the social issues between us as an ummah. Amazingly, we still have so much space in our hearts, but sometimes sadly we fill it with the wrong things. We fill it with that which bogs us down, brings us down, and that which is really not going to help us in any way. So take a look at this heart of yours and remove from it today the hatred you might have for little nitty-gritties. You know, this sister's driving a better car, she lives in a better home, she's got a more uh, you know, uh, generous husband, or she's got a this and a that, and people start hating them. Why? Because they are successful in the dunya. Or perhaps they might be a little bit more active in the deen. Or perhaps they might have some form of uh, an advantage by, given by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so we don't like them. If that is the case, clean your heart. Take it out. Learn to love one another for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Peace be upon Musa and Harun. Remember, if your heart is at peace and ease, then every calamity that comes in your direction is actually looked at as an opportunity to worship Allah in a different way. Remember that. Every calamity that comes in your direction, every difficulty, every situation, in this dunya, you will never ever get everything you want. We've said this a million times, but people still don't realize. The minute I don't get what I wanted, exactly how I wanted, I'm upset, I'm sad. Jannah is earned through sacrifice. Paradise is earned through sacrifice. You need to sacrifice something in order to deserve Jannah through the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When you've put in a little bit of a sacrifice, even if that sacrifice may not be of the level that would grant you entry into paradise, but it will definitely be of the level that will earn you the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant you entry into paradise. Like we say, our deeds may not be enough for us to be granted into Jannah entry, but we do know that our deeds will beckon the mercy of Allah. And that mercy will grant us Jannah through the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah looks at the small deeds we've done. That's why do not belittle a small movement in the right direction. My mothers and sisters, if you have one inch forward, one inch closer to Allah today than yesterday, thank Allah for that. Work on it. Become two inches, five inches, perhaps a foot and even more, a yard and so on. By the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, before you know it, you'll be kilometers ahead of where you were five years ago. And that's the way forward. But if we become people who really are running behind the worldly material items, we always need to remember those material items and technology will move far quicker than we can ever, ever keep up with. And therefore, we'll continue running behind it until the day we drop dead into our graves. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not do that to us. We're not saying do not live a decent life. No, you may. But let it bring you closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Don't hold these nitty gritties in the heart. Learn to help one another. Sometimes the way we talk to people is such that it's so, if I can use the word, cutting. You know, it cuts through the heart. We say dirty, dirty things to others. The way we correct them, the way we talk to them, and even those we live with sometimes, or the others sometimes, the way we address them is so dirty that it immediately gives the impression that we think we are better than you and we think you are not even worth it. If that's the case, let's improve the way we talk. Let's improve the way we come across to people. This is what will make us better people. Become a relaxed person. It's not difficult. When your heart is in a specific condition and you have contentment for the sake of Allah, no calamity that comes in your direction will be looked at as a disaster. It will be looked at, as I said, an opportunity to gain closeness to Allah. An opportunity of expiation of sins, forgiveness, and earning the high ranks of the prophets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or the martyrs in the cause of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, yet we were just sitting at home.
Allahu Akbar. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us all and may he grant us ease. So Allah says, peace be upon Musa and Harun. May Allah say that to us as well. Amen. Indeed, we thus reward the doers of good. Look at the verse. Indeed, this is the way we will reward those who do good. And this is the way we do reward. And we have rewarded those who do good. Do good, my mothers and sisters. A day will come four decades from today. Or two decades. Or whenever. A year, two years, five years. Whenever. A day will come when you will be rewarded in full. In full. But between now and then, you may need to sacrifice a lot. So Allah says, this is how we rewarded them. Musa alayhi salatu wassalam and Harun, may Allah's peace and blessings be upon them both and upon everyone else from amongst the ummah. Remember one thing, Allah made them go through so much and yet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says here that this is how we reward the doers of good. Keep on doing good. And whenever there is calamity coming in your direction, doing good would mean that we are happy with what Allah has chosen for us. It's your destiny, your taqdeer, your qismat has taken you somewhere. Your taqdeer has taken you somewhere. For as long as you've tried and for as long as you've developed your link with Allah, your taqdeer took you somewhere. It took you to places. It made you go through certain things. That was the choice of Allah. Allah chooses the questions for your examination. Just like Allah chooses the situations for your examination, you do not choose the questions in any exam. If that were the case, the examination would be a fraud. So Allah chooses what you will go through and then Allah says, right, this is your test. This will be your calamity. This will be your whatever. This will be your difficulty. You go through it with faith. Go through it with conviction. Go through it knowing that you belong to me. Go through it knowing that you're coming back to me. Go through it knowing that even those who might have led the happiest of lives ultimately came back to me. Go through it. And how you go through it and how you bear the sabr when your knees ache and when you go through this sickness and that and when you cannot resolve a little health matter you have or a financial issue or a social problem that you might have with a certain family member and you're trying your best and it's just not getting resolved. You need to know that's Allah's test for you. Just be patient. Ultimately, everyone has to go. The healthiest of us has already gone. Allahu Akbar. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us Jannah. So these are just some points that we learn when we go through verses and ponder over what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying and why did he make mention of all this. So Allah says, and indeed they were of our believing servants. Look, this caps it beautifully where we've just spoken about belief and conviction in Allah and how that will help us go through so much and how that belief then would make us continue being the doers of good. And when we do good, we are rewarded by Allah. Then we achieve the peace that Allah is making mention of and favorable mention within those who come to follow. Now remember, when we say favorable mention amongst the later generations, it will only be the good that speak good about the good. But the evil will speak evil about the good. Remember that. So don't worry. When you have an evil person, they don't like good people. So they will say that man was evil. Yet they were evil. So we need to know these equations that people use in order to classify others. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us classify ourselves. May Allah bless us all. Amen. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, after having mentioned those aspects of that particular story, He says, We want to tell you some about another Nabi of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, known as Ilyas alayhi salam. May Allah's peace and blessings be upon him. Indeed, he was from amongst the messengers when he said to his people, Will you not fear Allah? Will you not be conscious of Allah? Will you not be fearful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? How can you call upon Baal and leave the rest? and leave the best of creators. 
So who was Baal? If you take a look at the footnote, it says here, the name of a great idol worshipped by the people and is said to mean Lord. Will you keep on calling upon Baal and leave the best of creators? Meaning, you're leaving Allah. You're not calling out to Allah. You're calling on Baal. And if you ask them, why are you calling out on Baal? They will probably give you an answer to say, well, that's a stepping stone we're using to get to Allah. Wallahi, that is the disaster. We call out to Allah and Allah alone. You alone we worship, you alone we ask for help. When you seek, seek from Allah. When you ask for help, ask for help from Allah. This is Allah. And only use the methods that Allah has permitted. Allah has allowed, subhanallah. And this is why the, the same hadith of Abdullah ibn Abbas radiallahu anhu in Sunan al-Tirmidhi, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes uh, obviously very clear to us through the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam. he says, You need to know that if the entire nation gets together in order to try and benefit you, they will never be able to benefit you except with that which was in your destiny written by Allah for you. And the same applies to harm. Nobody can harm you unless it's written against you. And if that came, it's your test. That's what it is. It's your examination. What missed you was never meant to get to you. And what got to you was never meant to miss you. And so on. Beautiful hadith in Sunnah Al-Tirmidhi. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us blessings. <clears throat> so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Indeed, in fact, let's make mention of what uh, Ilyas alayhi salatu wasalam has said. He says, do you call upon Baal and leave the best of creators? Allah, your Lord and the Lord of your first forefathers. He is the Lord, the one who made you. This Baal, this stone did not make you. It cannot harm nor benefit itself, let alone anyone else. And you want to worship it? Up to today, people worship trees and sticks and stones and people and everything else. Believe me, we worship Allah and Allah alone. And that is our ticket to Jannah. That is our ticket to paradise. What is the ticket? Worship Allah alone. Subhanallah. Allah alone. No act of worship can be rendered or should be rendered to anyone or for anyone besides Allah. Your maker and mine. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Your Lord and the Lord of your first forefathers. So Allah says, And they denied him, so indeed they will be brought for punishment. They denied him. They denied they denied the message of the messenger, Ilyas. Then Allah says, but there is an exception. Except for the chosen servants of Allah. Those who serve Allah, they are definitely chosen by Allah. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah choose us all. And may He make us from those who are dedicated in worshipping Him and Him alone. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and we left for him favorable mention amongst the later generations. Peace upon Ilyas. May peace be upon him. Ilyasin is said by some commentators to be the plural form, meaning Ilyas and those who followed him. That's what it says in the footnote. Ilyasin, one might ask, why is it in plural? Some of them have said that that is a term that is referring to the same name. And some of them have said that it is him and the people who were with him. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, peace be upon him. And thus do we reward the doers of good. The doers of good. And if we pause for a moment, we will learn that the doers of good, not everyone will follow them. They will have a large chunk of people against them as well. Take a look at all these messengers of Allah. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah's peace and blessings be upon them. 
Not a single one of them had entire complete following of every person in their nations. No. But they had rejection, they had people who opposed them, they had people who made life difficult for them. These were the categories. Category people fell into different categories depending on how and they, they, they continued in their tests and exams. And they failed in their exams whilst others passed. And some passed with flying colors. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for us to enter Jannah. So Allah says, Thus do we reward the doers of good. Indeed, he was of our believing servants. And indeed, Lut, or Lot, may peace be upon him, was amongst the messengers. Allah says, Indeed, Lut was amongst the messengers. And remember, when we saved him and his family, all except an old woman who was his wife, amongst those who remained with the evildoers. So, his whole all his, those who followed him were saved. Besides one woman who was his wife who denied the message. And in some narrations she was one of those who used to engage in that behavior. And in another she was those who protected them or served them in one way or another. So she was considered min al-ghabirin from amongst those who were with the evildoers. So Allah says we saved all of them but the, the wife remained. Because she was... From the evildoers. We saved all the good ones. Lut alayhi salam and those who were with him. Those who had followed. Then Allah says, and we destroyed the others. Up to today you can see the remains of Sodom and Gomorrah and so on. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from being destroyed in any way. Amen. So Allah says, and indeed you pass by them in the morning and at night. Then will you not use reason? وَإِنَّكُمْ لَتَمُرُّونَ عَلَيْهِمْ مُصْبِحِينَ وَبِاللَّيْلِ You pass by them in the morning and by the night. There are several translations of this. One of them is clear-cut signs. You can see in front of you, morning and night. Go and have a peep. Go and see what happened to these people. You know where the Dead Sea is and so on. Go and have a peep. Go around. Go and see. You will see the ruins, the remains, the destruction. And yet Allah says, will you not use reason? Will you not use your mind a little bit, your brain a little bit? Do you not think for a moment you were created by a maker and that maker has issued instructions as to how you will live? Do you not see that any nation and any country will have rules and regulations? Nobody can just haphazardly do as they please. They have to follow some form of rules and regulations in order to be able to be considered as citizens of that particular place who are law-abiding. Well, the ultimate uh, thing is that we are all citizens of the earth created by Allah who has the ultimate law and we need to understand that He also has rules and regulations that we shall live by the do's and don'ts by our own Maker. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah bless us all. May He open our doors and grant us goodness. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, And indeed you pass by them in the morning and at night. Then will you not use reason? And then Allah says, And indeed Jonah, Yunus, may peace be upon him, was amongst the messengers. He was amongst the messengers too. Look at how Allah is making mention one by one, all of them. And Allah says, peace be upon them to all of them. And Allah says, they were amongst the doers of good. They were successful. They were this. And yet each one of them went through strugglings in their lives and went through turbulence, went through moments that were decisive in their lives where they were really at a point that the assistance of Allah was the only option and it definitely then did come. And Allah makes this clear in another place in the Quran, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Am hasibatum an tadakhulul jannah in Surah Baqarah. 
ولما يأتكم مثل الذين خلوا من قبلكم Do you think you're going to be granted entry into paradise yet? What came to those before you has not yet come to you. It did not come to you yet. مستهم البأساء والضراء وزلزلوا حتى يقول الرسول والذين آمنوا معه متى نصر الله ألا إن نصر الله قريب الله says do you think you will enter paradise yet What came to those before you has not yet come to you. You have not even been tested in the way that those before you were tested. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, They were afflicted or tested by difficulty, hardship, you know, war and so on. So many different things they were tested by. Hunger and so on. And they were shaken, shaken, shaken meaning in such a way that their iman was tested completely, completely tested. This life is all a test of iman. Do you believe? You don't believe. That's what it is. So you, you will be tested and the loser is the person who thinks that if I am really successful and if Allah is pleased with me, then I get what I want in this world. That's actually a loser. Because Allah did not promise you that you'll get what you want in this world. Allah says, we'll test you. We will put in your direction hunger, fear, lack of security, lack of this, lack of that. We will face you with so many things, Allah says in Surah Al-Baqarah as well, in order to test you. Are you from amongst the patient or are you not? Do you believe? Is your faith firm? Are you convinced? Do you have conviction or not? If you do, well, the day you die, you go to a good place. But there are others who just live for this world. And they think, you know, Even on this, at this particular time on the globe, there are so many people who think, no, life is once, you know, you just live. And when you're born and you die, your aim must be to think up every and any idea to get the money that is in others' pockets into your pocket. That's what they live for, nothing else. So all the money that is in everybody else's pocket, how to get it to mine? That's the, that's the whole reason of their living. Even when they're 80, 90, they're worried about the pockets of others. And how I can collect that, those dollars from there, put them into mine. Not realizing, subhanallah, as a message I got this morning, that kafan and that shroud has no pockets. No pockets, nothing. So whatever happened is gone. But that's the reason why people live. Sometimes Muslims lose a bit of focus and they think it's all about money, money, money. Having the latest this, the best this, the, the best colors of lipstick and eyelash or whatever else it is, the best colors of clothing and the best of scents and smells and the best of this and that. Look, if it comes, alhamdulillah, through halal means by, through that which is permissible, alhamdulillah. Thank Allah for it. But that's not your main aim of existence. Let you become closer to Allah. Don't miss a salah. Engage in voluntary prayer. Engage in recitation of the Quran. Learn the meanings of it. Get closer to Allah. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. When you have made an effort to correct the way you recite the Quran and the way you understand the Quran, believe me, even if you've just started it, already the mercy of Allah descends upon you. Already. 
and you will find the effects of it beautifully in your life. That any calamity coming in your direction, you're still smiling. You're still, people will look at you and think you've got no problems under the sun. Yet, you've got bigger problems than them. But it's just that your conviction, your yaqeen, your closeness to Allah is so beautiful that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Fasbir sabran jamila. Bear the beautiful patience, beautiful patience. That patience with a smile, although it's so difficult, but with Allah, nothing is hard. Nothing is difficult. The life is made easy by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah says, you know, Yunus was amongst the messengers. He ran away to the laden ship. Now, we're only going to talk of some aspects of this risala of Yunus alayhi salatu wasalam, the Prophet Jonah, may peace be upon him. We're not going to say everything because obviously this is not the time to mention the whole story, but just the points that are mentioned here. Allah says, Remember, when he ran away to the laden ship, this was part and parcel of the test upon him. And he went. And when he went, and he drew lots and was amongst the losers. Amongst the losers in the sense that he did not lose, as in his belief with Allah. No way. But every time they drew the lot in order to decide who must be thrown off the ship because the ship was sinking, it was pointing at him. His name came up. So Allah says, he ran away, he went into the ship thinking that he's going to go away, and yet Allah says, we wanted him back, and we know. So every time they said, who's going to go, who's going to jump out of the ship because it's sinking, he was the one, the one who was chosen, you have to get off. And then when they said, no, 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 let's try again, they try again him. Third time him, until he went in because Allah wanted to now show him from the mercy of Allah. What is the mercy of Allah? Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Then the fish swallowed him whilst he was blameworthy. Blameworthy, obviously in a specific way. Let's take a look at this footnote. It clarifies it quite a lot. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, uh, that the, the fish had swallowed him here at the footnote it says for having given up hope on his people prematurely and having left them without the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this too was a test from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not for us to pick on him but for us to learn a lesson from what had happened ultimately it's the decree of Allah that comes to pass and it is made to come to pass without subhanahu wa ta'ala our without subhanallah our interference may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us remember keep on making dua dua is one thing that definitely affects you and your future may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the ability to call out to him at all times so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says and had he not been of those who exalt Allah who declare his praise you know, subhanallah is the praise of Allah that is being mentioned here. Musabbihin, the one who declares the praise of Allah. If he was not from amongst those who constantly declared the praise of Allah before, he would have remained inside the belly of that uh, uh, fish until the day they are resurrected. He would have remained there. Now, this is so powerful. Such a powerful point. Allah is saying, this Yunus alayhi salam, the Prophet Jonah, may peace be upon him, he used to constantly declare the praise of Allah on ordinary days, every day. And he used to constantly declare, declare the praise of Allah. So, when he was swallowed by the fish or by the whale, what we need to know is Allah is telling us, had he not been from amongst those who used to praise us in any way before that day, then we would have just left him there until the day of resurrection. But because he constantly praised us every day, when he went into the belly of the whale, we ensured that he came out. 
within a specific time and he was healed in a specific way and then he went back to his people to complete that mission. Now from that I learn and you should be learning that Amazingly the same hadith that I spoke about earlier in Sunan At-Tirmidhi, this happens to be in one of the narrations of that hadith. Abdullah ibn Abbas radiallahu anhuma. And what happened is Allah is telling us through the words of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa that get close to Allah. Get known to Allah in, in the sense that get close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in your days of ease. And then see what happens during your days of difficulty. Get close to Allah during your days of ease and see what happens during your days of difficulty. Subhanallah. So this is a gift of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon us. A reminder to say, you've got easy days, praise Allah. Because the day you have, there's a rainy day in our language, we call it a rainy day. On a rainy day, you find Allah will come to your help. Just like this. Allah says, He used to declare our praise. There's a beautiful story in one of the narrations which makes mention of how the angels heard this voice that called out every single day in the praise of Allah and one day it's calling out in the darkness of the darkness within the darkness of the belly of the whale. Or, sorry. Yes, the belly of the whale and at the same time the darkness of the oceans and so on. And yet they heard this and it was recognized as being the voice that used to praise Allah every day. So definitely it was answered to immediately. So praise Allah during your days of ease today and every day. May Allah accept it from us. And may Allah grant us ease the day that we struggle. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us all. Amen. So Allah says, He would have remained inside its belly until the day they are resurrected. But we threw him onto the open shore whilst he was ill. Ill meaning, obviously the enzymes of that whale and so on. They had a very great effect on his skin and so on. And we caused to grow over him a gourd vine, meaning a specific type of a, a, a plant. There is a little bit of difference of opinion as to exactly the meaning of this yaqteen. However, subhanallah, let's take a look at this uh, footnote, uh, which is known to be giving cooling shade and repellent of flies and so on. So Allah caused a certain plant to grow around him as he was thrown out of the belly of that whale. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that was also from our favors upon him. And we sent him to his people of a hundred thousand or more and they believed. So we gave them enjoyment of the life for a time. At that juncture they believed. Initially they didn't. But now when he came back to them, they believed. So Allah is teaching us all, don't give up. Don't give up. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the ability to be steadfast. Allah says, so inquire of them, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, does your Lord have daughters whilst they have sons? Anyway, the story of uh, Yunus alayhi salam, we've spoken about. Now Allah is asking a question. Inshallah, we will get to this question uh, next week. But before I actually close, let me quickly make mention that you know the kuffar at the time, they used to always say that these angels, they are the daughters of Allah. The angels are the daughters of Allah. So Allah is responding to them saying, how can you call them daughters of Allah? You, you prefer to have sons and this was their sickness. You know, they used to bury the daughters alive. They used to bury daughters alive. And yet they are saying these are the daughters of Allah. So this is part of the response. Inshallah, we'll probably hear it next week by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Until we meet again. Wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala nabina Muhammad. Subhanallah wa bihamdihi, subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik. Nashhadu an la ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk.